Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. For nearly a week, that is a great blessing right there, and we've enjoyed everything, been very impressed with everything that we have seen here. We thank the Lord for this church, for this congregation. I want to minister a little bit about our work in the Middle East, our time in there, and people may ask us why we are there. There are 350 million people that worship one God. Why are we there? Well, as it tells us in the Bible, he is far above all principality, power, might, and dominion in every name that is named. Not only in this world, but in the world to come. The name is Jesus. If they're not worshiping Jesus, they're not worshiping God. They may be worshiping one God, but if it's not Jesus, it's not God. Because there is only one in heaven. There is only one throne in heaven. And only one who sits upon the throne and his name is Jesus so if they are not worshiping Jesus they are simply not worshiping God amen like there many people picture the Middle East as being pure desert and most of it is where we live and minister in the country of Lebanon is the only country in the Middle East that does not have a desert so we can show you some pretty in a little bit here we have been ministering in the Middle East for a total of 32 years now, which means I was like five years old when I started as a missionary, I think. <laughs> uh, my wife sends her greeting. She is in upstate New York, where we are from, and she is helping take care of her, her mother. Her mother has Alzheimer's, and anybody has a family member that has Alzheimer's, you know how difficult that is and she is helping her father take care of her mother and uh, but she sends her her greetings here amen this is the Middle East the place where God has called me and as I mentioned a few minutes ago we have been a total of 32 years in the Middle East we started 1984 in the country of Jordan we were furlough replacements for Gary and Linda Reed there. And uh, as we were there in Jordan, we had seen many people receive the Holy Ghost, many people baptized. We had many Bible studies, many home Bible studies that we had there. Uh, you're going to see a young couple. I look in the mirror and have no idea who they are right now. In the front, there's a, a woman with a very big smile. That's Melanie. Melanie is uh, from Sri Lanka. She was working in Jordan there for a 
a, a, a British woman that was married to a Jordanian man. Uh, this British woman, we studied Arabic with her in our Arabic class that we had. We, there were two ladies from the UK, both named Julie, Julie and Julie. One was a Jehovah witness that was married to a Muslim man and had this Buddhist woman who was working for her. So it's like all the devils right there in, in one household. <laughs> The other Julie was an atheist. In addition to that, we had three men from communist China that was there. We asked, uh, we asked them one day, what is the religion of China? And uh, the one said, communism is a religion. Uh, we had some uh, missionaries that were Baptist missionaries studying Arabic with us. So we had quite a combination. We started giving Bible studies to different people. By the way, those two Julies, one the Jehovah Witness, the other that was an atheist, both came into church, both got the Holy Ghost, both baptized in Jesus' name. They're back in the UK and they're both going to United Pentecostal churches in the UK. The one that was the Jehovah Witness that had the Buddhist woman that was working for her. The Buddhist woman saw when Julie got the Holy Ghost, there was such a great transformation in her life. Uh, Melanie said, I've got to come to church to see what this is all about. She comes to church. She gets the Holy Ghost. She gets baptized in Jesus' name. When she goes back to Sri Lanka, there is no United Pentecostal church in her village. So Melanie started the very first United Pentecostal church in her village. And she is now responsible for the ladies' ministry that is there. About those three men from communist China, we gave them home Bible studies. Before going back to China, one got baptized in the precious name of Jesus. And about those Baptist missionaries, we baptized one of them in the precious name of Jesus. My God is great. And this message that we have, this is the only message. 1989, we moved to the very beautiful island of Cyprus to minister there. And while we were there ministering in Cyprus, we ministered to Lebanese refugees, to Cypriots. We ministered on a British military base and even to missionaries there on the island of Cyprus. There in Cyprus, we met this cute little girl, Amanda, here in 1990. She is four years old, but we want to tell you about Amanda's miracle. Amanda, when she was two years old, the doctors diagnosed her as having dislocated hips. In two years, this little girl had seven surgeries, and this little girl was in constant pain. When we would go to their place, we would see there was a skateboard that she laid upon, and she would scoot herself along the house on this skateboard. This little girl in constant pain, the parents were taking her to London for another operation. The doctors told the parents there was a 50 percent chance that Amanda will be paralyzed from the operation but if we do not operate now she will be paralyzed in six months uh, when we operate we're going to cut through a certain area when Amanda is older she will never be able to have children they asked us to come and to pray we went we drove on the British military base came to their apartment walked in there was a group of 22 people there we read scriptures on divine healing why we read scripture because the word of God is alive. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. 
after reading the scriptures, we took a man to place her on her father's lap and prayed in Jesus' name. That little girl that was in constant pain told her mother that night, she said, Mommy, when that man prayed for me, the pain left me. That's only the beginning of the miracle. One week later, they went to London for the operation. Before the scheduled operation, they took a new set of x-rays. And when the doctors examined the x-rays, this is quote unquote what the doctors told the parents. They said, take your child back to Cyprus because a greater physician than we has already operated on your child. Who is the great physician? Who is the balm of Gilead? His name is Jesus, and he is the great physician. Because now a man, as a young married woman, has children today. Why? Because when God performs surgery, his surgery is perfect. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. The United Pentecostal Church of Lebanon. Here, this is a cedar of Lebanon. This tree is about 6,000 years old. To me, Lebanon is a very special place. My mother's parents were born in Lebanon. So when God called me to Lebanon, he called me to the land of my people to preach. I would hear my grandfather talk about how beautiful the country was. And when you look at these majestic mountains and you go down to the Mediterranean Sea, you see that Lebanon really is a very beautiful country. And it is a country that is rich with history. More than 5,000 years of history. This is Baalbek, the city of the sun. These ruins here are about a 15-minute drive from my family village. This city started during the time of Christ. It took 400 years to build this city. We are looking at the largest building columns in the entire world. There at Baalbek, they have the largest single building block. This one block is 1,200 tons. It is amazing what they did in the ancients of days. Biblos is called the city of the books because the very first phonetic alphabet was created here in Biblos. So all phonetic alphabets come from Biblos, the city of the books. This city is also the oldest continuously inhabited city in the world. In the ancients of days, this was called Gabal, which means the Mount of Baal. During the year of, during the days of Abraham, 2000 BC, there was a group of people that came in. They tore down the temple of Baal. They erected a temple of El. This was the God that Abraham worshipped. They changed the name of the city from Gabal to Jebel, from the Mount Mount of Baal to the Mount of El. You see, God's name was placed upon this city 4,000 years ago during the days of Abraham. There must have been some type of revival that went on in the Middle East because in some areas like in this city, the temple of Baal came down and the one true God was worshipped. We are living and ministering in this city. Why are we there? We are bringing God back to the city. God back to this city and we are bringing these people back to the one true God Jeremiah 22 and 20 reads go up to Lebanon and cry a prophecy about the civil war the civil war began April 
19, April 13, 1975, and for 15 years the Civil War raged. I was in Lebanon during some of this time in 1977, my first time there. So I had seen the destruction that has gone on and many lives that have been lost during this time. It was during the Civil War when I prayed that God would protect my relatives, that he called me to go to the land of my people to preach. 1992, we were able to go into Lebanon to minister. When we went to Lebanon, we are the very first apostolics. There was no church, no people waiting for us. We started giving home Bible studies. We went from house to house, from living room to living room, giving home Bible studies. In the first four years, we taught home Bible studies to more than 150 people. We had services in our living room. Then we were able to relocate in 1990 to a, a larger place where there the church of God continued to grow. In this area here, we had land that was around the property. We were able to do children and youth activities. One year we had vacation Bible school where we had 100 children that were in attendance. These children that you look at, some of them come from a Christian background. Some come from a Muslim background. There's one thing that they all have in common. We gave home Bible studies to their parents. 9-11-2003, these three Muslim men received the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues as God gives the utterance. Can you imagine a 9-11-2003, three Muslims coming for a service. It was a Holy Ghost rally in America. When we have a Holy Ghost rally, we invite lots of people. In Lebanon, we get rid of a lot of people. Uh, we, have, we have small meetings on Thursday nights. And the reason why we do this, because especially the Muslims, uh, when there's a lot of people, they're intimidated. They're afraid to come to the front and pray. But when we have a small group, uh, they so eagerly come to pray. And there they come. And God has been filling them with the Holy Ghost. A Holy Ghost revival started on 9-11-2003 amongst the Muslim population. The one man that was standing in the middle, he lives two and a half hours away. When he drove home, he got home. He was still glowing and beaming with the Holy Ghost. So much so that when he walked into his house, his mother said, Son, whatever you have, I want it. The next Sunday she came to church. This Muslim woman was riddled with arthritis. But when we prayed for her, instantly healed by the power of God. The next Sunday, more Muslims are coming from two and a half hours away needing a healing touch and they were being healed one after another when we went to their area they would get on the telephone call up their neighbors and fill their living room with people wanting prayer in the precious name of Jesus Lord is doing a work in the Middle East 2009 we moved to downtown Biblos the city of the books we are bringing the great book back to the city of the books we are the very first evangelical church ever to be in downtown Biblos, and here the work of God continues to grow. 
2011, we started our Bible school in Lebanon. We wanted to wait until we had at least two years, three years translated into Arabic. Our classes are both in English and in Arabic. In March 2013, we had our very first graduation in the Bible school. Apostolic literature and music. When we got to the Middle East, there were no apostolic songs, so we started translating songs. Songs that bless us in the English language we had translated into Arabic, and they bless us also in the Arabic language. There was only one Bible study in Arabic, and that was Search for Truth, so we started translating literature. We have Bible school or Sunday school material in Arabic. Many Bible studies have been translated into Arabic. Devotional tracts we have written in the Arabic language. Tracts like Why Did God Choose Tongues and Others. Home fellowship material in Arabic. Discipleship courses translated. Three David Bernard booklets translated. Five years of Bible school are now in Arabic. And three Lee Stone King books. Lee Stone King was my first pastor, so it was a privilege to put his material into the Arabic language. This is the last book that we translated. It's on display in the Arabic. It is his miracle. It is his testimony about being raised from the dead. And this is something that we wanted when we completed translating this book, the very first Arabic copy I gave to the mufti of our area. A mufti is a Muslim bishop. This is the Muslim bishop over two cities, and he received the very first Arabic copy of the testimony of my pastor being raised from the dead. You see, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We are not ashamed of our message. They believe in one God. We believe in one God. They believe that Jesus was a healer. We believe that he still is a healer. For when we call upon his name, miracles are still being done in the name of Jesus. When we witness to a Muslim, this is what we tell them. Let's take the best of Islam and the best of Christianity and put it together. A Muslim never hears a Christian say, let's take the best of Islam, so their ears are wide open. I say the best of Islam is the oneness of God. The best of Christianity is the love of God. You put these two together and that's what we are. There is nothing about the love of God in the Quran and this will touch their hearts. We are reaching out to them. Yes, you believe in one God. I believe in one God. I believe in the love of God and I believe that when we call upon his name that his love fills us so we are able to reach the Middle Eastern people. With this precious gospel that we have, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you come across any Arabic-speaking people, you can go to our website, PentecostalsOfLebanon.com. And there we have a lot of material in English and in Arabic. You can see the English, what it says, download the Arabic and pass it out. 90% of all of the Arabic apostolic literature we have translated into Arabic, literally from nursery level all the way up to Bible school, has been translated into Arabic. If you would like to give a one-time donation for these projects, see your pastor at the end of the presentation. In the Middle East, 
We have warfare. Probably didn't know that. We have spiritual warfare. Daniel found out about spiritual warfare 538 B.C. He prayed and fasted for his people because he loved them. Because his people had gone astray. His people had left God. His people had provoked God to anger. And because of this, Daniel had a burden. He loved his people. And not only did he pray, but he prayed for his people. He prayed for the salvation of his people. He prayed and fasted for 21 days. The very first day, God sent Gabriel, the archangel, to give him a message. But for 21 days, the prince of Persia withstood him so that he could not give the message. So Michael came to take up the battle. So this gives us an idea what type of warfare that is going on in the Middle East. And even though the warfare, the spiritual warfare in the Middle East is very powerful, we are the church. We are the church. And we may walk in the flesh, but we do not war after the flesh because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty to God to the pulling down of strongholds. And God has called us to bring down principalities and powers. God has called us to bring down strongholds so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can be preached. For 32 years, we have been ministering in the Middle East. Why have we been ministering? Number one, we are called. Number two, we answered the call. Many are called, but few are chosen. Few will take the calling that God gives to them. Many people will receive a call from God, but be afraid to step out in faith to do the very things that God has called us. I was a young man in my 20s and God called me to Lebanon. I was not equipped. I was not ready. But I was available. I thank the Lord that he equipped me. And not only through the ministry that he has given. but I thank the Lord for the United Pentecostal Church that has sent us. Congregations like this and many others give one time offerings for special projects. Congregations throughout North America have been supporting us. There are some congregations that have been supporting us for 32 years and continue. And we thank God for the church in North America. If God leads upon your heart to give a donation, whether it's a one-time or monthly, speak to your pastor at the end of the presentation. All donations, whether one-time or monthly, go through the local church. We're also looking for a few good men and women to come and make a difference. We kind of stole that few good men, women from the Marines. Because in the Middle East, I kind of think of myself as I'm a spiritual Marine out there on the front lines. And we're looking for a few good people willing to come. We want a few good people because we need strong people to come, people that know how to pray, people that are not afraid to come. And we thank the Lord for the people that have come and made a difference. Whenever we reach out to souls, whether it's Lebanon or in the Middle East, we are making a difference. If we could stand right now, I'm going to read one scripture and we're going to end in an altar call. And I know after this we have some baptisms. I'm going to need your help reading this scripture. 
And the spirit and the bride say, and let him that heareth say, and let him that is a thirst, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. The spirit and the church must work together for revival. When you look at this scripture and the spirit and the bride, the bride is the church. The spirit and the church are to reach out to lost and dying people to say come. And people that are athirst need to come. How did I come to church? I was not raised Pentecost. I was a long hair biker. I had problems with drugs and alcohol. But I had a friend who brought me to church. My wife is fifth generation one is Pentecost. But I was not. But one day I came to a United Pentecostal church. And when I came, I had a problem, but I had repented. And I asked God to touch my heart. When I came to church, something moved upon me. Tears started coming down my face. The pastor came and prayed for me. I received the Holy Ghost. Not only did God fill me with the Holy Ghost, but he delivered me from drugs and alcohol. Why? Because someday somebody brought me to church. I had somebody who brought me to a church. There are people being reached in the Middle East. Why? Because the spirit and the church are reaching out to say, come. You don't have to stay where you are. You can come. People are, if people are going to be one here in this community, there's only one way people are going to be one. When the spirit and the church work together to reach out, to give home Bible studies, to reach out to those that are lost, to reach out to those that need what we have. Closing right now, I would like for us to close our eyes and raise our hands right now. The spirit and the bride say, come. Him that heareth say, come. Let him that is a thirst come. If you are here this morning, if you need the Lord, I want you to come to the front right now. If you need deliverance, come to the front right now. I know what God did for me. He delivered me. I know what my God can do. If there is somebody that needs deliverance, I want you to come right now. If you are thirsting for something that's real, come to the front right now because together we're going to pray in Jesus' name. Let the church, the Spirit say, come. If there is somebody next to you and they're are a visitor and they're afraid to come and a church member say come let's go to the front and pray the church the spirit working together say come now I'm going to give a call for the church to come God is calling you to a ministry you do not know what that ministry is just come available for God if God has been calling you for something but you are afraid to step out in faith I want you to come and I want you to say Lord I don't feel I'm qualified Moses did not feel qualified but he stepped out in faith and did what God had called him to do what would have happened if Moses Moses 
step out in faith. But he did. If I did not step out in faith, those Muslims that we baptized never would have known about Jesus. We're in the last days. And in the last days, we hear about the problems and the turmoil and all this. Let's focus on those scriptures that tell us that God is going to give a great revival and pour out his spirit upon all flesh in the last days. And in the last days, God is going to do a great work, greater than he did on the day of Pentecost 2,000 years ago. He is going to do a great work. And we are the church. Let the church and let the spirit work together. Let us lift our hands and let us pray right now to be led by the spirit. That are led are the children of God. Those that are led by the Spirit, let the Spirit right now move upon you. And again, if you feel called to anything, I want you to say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I've been afraid. I've been resisting. I don't feel qualified. And I'm available. I'm available to anything you want to do. Lord, I want you to utilize me. I want you to utilize me for your glory. I want to be a vessel of honor in the hands of the master. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.